Welcome into another episode of the TristateFootball.com podcast. This is week 11. It is the first week of playoffs in Ohio. My name is Clayton Castle, and I am joined, as always, by Greg Shoemaker, Director of Content at TristateFootball.com. Greg, how are you doing this week? Pretty good, Clayton. Man, I can't believe the regular season's finally over. It's just crazy it's been 10 weeks already. It feels so weird. I was talking about this the other day, how high school goes by so fast because there's only 10 weeks. And then right about this time, you're about halfway through the college season. And it still feels like the NFL season's still getting going. So it's just that really weird time where some seasons are starting to to wind down and others are gearing up. So it's a really fun time though. So let's get going. Let's get started for the week 11 podcast. Let's do some takeaways from week 10, Greg. How about that game in the GMC? I think a little bit of a surprise by some of us, uh, for some of us, Mason 10, Princeton 7, Comets knocking off the Vikings. Greg, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, you know, you had Coach uh, Caster on with you and Dan Friday night in the post-game show there on the Cincinnati Children's uh, High School Football Tonight show. And, uh, you know, he talked about unity, and we had him on even earlier that than that in this, this year, and he talked about unity with this team. And from where they came, it was just amazing. I think we had them preseason ranked 13. They end up five in our Blitz 5 poll this year. And um, just they did – they took care of business every which way about it. You know, they held foes to 10.2 points per game this year, and uh, they they only gave up seven each of the last two weeks to Princeton and Fairfield. I mean, drop, you know, drop the mic on that. That was an outstanding last two weeks of the season by Mason. Very impressed. And I tell you what, I you know, I'm, I'm not putting anything past this team because it's just one of those teams. They seem to have the team mojo going and that thing going for them. So hats off. I hope Coach Kastner gets, gets going even further. In the playoffs, Mason will take on a GMC foe, but we'll get to that later. Over in Kentucky, uh, Beachwood put on a number 57 to nothing on Newport. Why are we bringing this up? Well, Mitch Berger, uh, a couple weeks ago, went down with an injury, a season-ending injury, but they just do not miss a beat. They keep on rolling. Greg, what are your thoughts on the Tigers and this team going forward? It's, it's interesting because the first um... – Eight weeks of the season, they were without their – well, six weeks of the season without their starting quarterback, uh, Hayden, and the Cash Harney came in and did a great job. Sophomore Hayden's back in there, and and uh, he he's throwing the ball a little more. So they don't have to rely so much on Berger going down the stretch, but they have some other guys in the backfield that can play. Courtney's been around a while. Uh, a couple of these other guys – I. You know, Mitch Berger's a special player, and for all intents and purposes, he's probably the best player in Class 1A in the whole state of Kentucky. Uh, It's a shame that that happens, and it's going to be tough for them to win the state championship. Mayfield is is equally as good as Beachwood, but they won't get a hook up until about the probably the state semifinal round or so. But still, this is a very good team, and you know, they'll have a good test Friday in the, in the regular season finale over there in Kentucky against Newcath, who's won eight in a row. As Absolutely, Greg. We talked about this before. It's the first week of the high, school foo- or the high school football playoffs in Ohio. There's one week of the regular season left in Kentucky. So, Greg, what are some of your other takeaways from week 10? Well, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about Wyoming and, and just what they did at Madeira the other night. And um, an incredible, incredible win for them and 67 straight games in the regular season. They've now won and, 
and have done it with defensive fat and with defense and, and offense as well. I mean, CJ Hester back to back 2000 yard seasons rushing. He's had 901 yards rushing and 14 touchdowns in the last three games. I mean, he's just been incredible. He's got 2081 yards and 33 rushing touchdowns in 10 games. And, uh, He's that guy. He's that guy. If, if Wyoming wants to go to win the state championship, you can put that on his shoulders and, and ride him, just like they did with with Prater a few years ago. So I, he's he's the guy. You know, there's certain guys that you just say, okay, that guy can take you to the finals and 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 take you all the way over. And 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 Hester's that is he is him. Good stuff, Greg. Let us move on to the Blitz Five Top Twenty Five rankings for Week Eleven. This is the final version of the Blitz 5 Top 25 Rankings. This will be the last edition of the poll, the rankings, uh, for the 2022 season. So this is how the final rankings stack up. Lakota West, they check in at number one. They go wire to wire in our rankings this year. They start at number one and end at number one. Number two, how about those Winton Woods Warriors? They move up to number two a couple weeks ago after Moeller's loss. Speaking of Moeller, they check in at number three. The Elder Panthers, they are number four in the final Blitz 5 Top 25 rankings. They end the season 8-2. and two. The Mason Comets, man, they move up a lot, quite a few spaces in our Blitz 5 Top 25 rankings after the upset win against Princeton last week. Speaking of Princeton, they check in at number six in the final rankings. They will host West Claremont, but we'll, again, we'll get to the pairings in just a moment. Fairfield Indians, man, as a GMC fest in our top 10. Mm-hmm. Fairfield Indians, they are number seven. They finished the season seven and three. The St. Xavier Bombers, they had a tough year. They finished four and six, but they still check in at number eight in our rankings. At number nine, the Kings Knights out of the ECC, they finish nine and one. And rounding out our top 10 over in Indiana, the East Central Trojans, they are in the playoffs as we speak. They finished the regular season eight and two and they won their first playoff game of the season uh, against Edgewood last week, 53 to nothing. So, Greg, um, give us your take on some of these top 10 teams. First ever uh, 10-0 regular season finish for Edge or uh, Lakota West. And I, I just, to me, since Tom Bolden's been there, just the turnaround in that program and, and where they've come from and, you know, only one game this year. They've given up more than 17 points or 14 points all season long in a game. And uh, they, they're giving up just 9.2 points per game. They've hung their hat on um, defense, and that's so rightly so. But, you know, over the last five weeks, quarterback Mitch Bolden has accounted for four touchdowns or more in each of those last five games. He threw for a career-high 302 yards and four touchdown passes on Friday night. Just fantastic. I, again, another guy that could lead his team all the way to the regional title. Yeah, I think he could do that, sure. As much like uh, another guy that could do that in Region 4, and that would be Jordan Marshall over at Moeller. So you're looking at a couple of guys that it, hang your hats on them to take you a long way in a tournament. Those are a couple of them that could do it for sure. The Milford Eagles, they are number 11 in our Blitz 5 Top 25 rankings, the final rankings of the season. They finish 8-2 and two after their win over Turpin in Week 10. The Baden Rams, they had a nice win over the McNicholas Rockets, 42-7. They check in at number 12 in our final rankings. Edgewood, they finished 9-1. They beat Harrison 47-7. They are number 13 in our final rankings. 
14 and 15, they are taken by a couple of rivals over in Northern Kentucky who just faced each other a couple weeks ago. Highlands, they finish 8 and 2 after they knock off Cooper 34 to 5. They have a bye week this week before their first playoff game. And the Covington Catholic Colonels, they are 7 and 2 after they beat Connor. Again, they are number 15. Colerain Cardinals, they are 4 and 6 after their loss to Lakota West. They check in at number 16. We talked about the Wyoming Cowboys. They are 17 in our Blitz 5 Top 25 rankings after their win on the road against Madeira. The Beachwood Tigers, we talked about them as well. 18 in our final Blitz 5 Top 25 rankings. They improved to 8-1 and one after their win over Newport. Western Brown Broncos, man, Drew Novak has been fun to watch this season. They are number 19 in our Blitz 5 Top 25 rankings. And rounding out the Top 20, the Withrow Tigers out of the C-Mac after they knock off Hughes 54 to nothing and finish their season 7-3. and Greg, a lot of movement in our 11 through 20. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, you look at Edgewood, their three running backs, Valerio, um, uh, uh, Tavion Crosby, and, and Braden Sullivan. They are just fantastic. That, that three-headed monster, they're rolling right now. They've given up only 54 points in the last five games. They've won nine in a row. I like the way this team is playing. You know, Baden is still in that Division Three Region 12 with them. Baden's got nine wins over teams that finished the year 500 or better. That's pretty impressive. Even to have a schedule like that's pretty crazy just to think about. And then, um, you know, when you look at Covcat, they their backup quarterback, Zachary Roberts, filled in for the second time this year when Pitzer's been out in two games as a starter. He's 30 for 39 for 424 yards with seven touchdowns and passing and, and no interceptions. He's also got a rushing touchdown in that span as well. So, uh, some depth. I, I think when you look at Covcath, Braylon Miller starting to play well at wide receiver. Half of his catches, half of his um, uh, receiving yards have been in the last two weeks on the season and four of his six touchdowns as well. So I like where Covcath's going, developing some some depth at this time of year. Pretty awesome. Uh, you can't beat that. And, you know, Highlands has got an eight-game winning streak over there in, in Kentucky. That's going to be an interesting situation in a few weeks in the playoffs. And Western Brown, 700 points last year, became just the 14th team in Ohio history to do that. They're on pace to do it. they got to win four games and average 50 points a game in the playoffs over those four games to get back to that number. But uh, it's going to be interesting because Western Brown was in Region 11 last year. Now they're in Region 12 with all the big heavy hitters in Cincinnati where the Region 11 was more east all the way out to the Ohio River heading toward um, uh, West Virginia in that area. So, going to be interesting to see how Western Brown handles the playoffs after getting to the regional finals last year in Region 11. Good stuff, Greg. Let's bring home the final Blitz 5 Top 25 rankings of the 2022 season. The Anderson Raptors, they finished their season 5-5 five and five and find themselves at number 21 in the rankings. The Taft Senators, they are 8-2 in the 2022 season after their win over Woodward 47 to nothing. They finished 22 in our rankings for 2022. The Oak Hills Highlanders, they move up to number 23 after they beat then number 25 Middletown, um, 13, sorry, 7 to nothing um, in week 10. West Claremont Wolves, they move up to number 24 in our rankings after they beat Loveland on the road, 49 to 13. And rounding out our Blitz 5 top 25 rankings and appearing 
I believe for the first time this season, uh, mm-hmm. Lawrenceburg at nine and one after their win over South Dearborn, thirty-five to six. Greg, it's never too late to enter the rankings. <laughs> never is. It, you know, Lawrenceburg this time of year, they're always playing well. They've won eight in a row, allowed just twenty-six points during their winning streak, um, and gave up six on Friday night to to um, South Dearborn, who they beat back-to-back weeks at South Dearborn, and. You know, I mean, the first points they've allowed since September 2nd, playing pretty well. West Claremont at 24. Clayton, this is interesting because they scored 49 points season high last week with five underclassmen at the skill positions on offense, two juniors, one sophomore, and two freshmen. So I'm interested to see. That's that's a very good thing. They're going to the playoffs, and, and to see how those youngsters play next week might be a little different, but the building blocks are there for Nate Mahan. Oak Hill somehow, way managed to get into the playoffs. Five wins by nine, seven, seven, five, and five points on the year, but they got it done. And here's an interesting one for you Taft and Withrow. Taft and Withrow played the first game of the CMAC Reds uh, uh, season five weeks ago, and Withrow won that game. And then since then, they've each played the same four opponents in the CMAC Red division Hughes, Woodward, uh, and whoever else is in that, that group over there. But Withrow outscored those four teams by a score of 184 to six, and Taft outscored those four teams by a score of 187 to nothing. Just to show you how head and shoulders Withrow and Taft are, or Withrow and Taft are above uh, the rest of those CMAC teams. Pretty impressive runs by those two schools. Pretty impressive. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the playoffs. Speaking of the playoffs, this is where we usually talk about some of the big games going on in the coming week. We're going to change it up a little bit for this episode. We're actually going to go division and region by division and region and talk about the uh, playoff pairings in Ohio. And we will start with Division 7, Region 28, Riverview East Academy. They will be the 16th seed after they finish their season 3-6. and six. They will head on the road to take on the number one seed, Ansonia. Other local teams in this region... CCPA, they are 5-5. Five and five. They will hit the road to take on the number 7 seed, South Charleston Southeastern. And number 9, the number 9 seed, St. Bernard Elmwood, plays 6-4. and four. They will also hit the road and take on the 8 seed, Springfield Catholic Central, who are 6-4 and four on the season. Greg, just some quick thoughts on this Division uh, 7, Region 28. Yeah, so quick thoughts on this. Uh, my alma mater playing James Rapine's alma mater. He went to St. Bernard Elmwood Place, and I went to Springfield Catholic Central. So <laughs> eight, nine matchup right there. Me and Rapine got a uh, uh, shot in a beer bet on this bad boy. But uh, the Fighting Irish up at Catholic Central, I like them. But St. Bernard and Coach Hogan, it's going to be a long trip for those guys. Same thing, all three of those teams, uh, long trips for them against uh, really tough po- opponents in, in in that region, we don't have a whole lot of, of hope for moving up, but if we take it down to region six, region 20 or division six, region 24, also known as the Marion local invitational. And uh, you know, they're the number one seed at 10 and 0 Marion local bunch of state championships for that school. We have three teams in region 24 deer park is at tri village uh, twin Valley South will host number five Williamsburg uh, Williamsburg went eight and two with Nick Ayers, the former West Cl- Claremont head coach, doing a great job at, at Williamsburg now. And Cincinnati Country Day, a, they will host Beaver Eastern, 
the uh, 6-11 uh, matchup there with, with Cincinnati Country Day being the sixth seed. Remember last year in round one, Deer Park went in and roasted Cincinnati Country Day, who was sitting at, I think, 7-2 and two at that point, and Deer Park was 3-7. and seven. So Tri-Village, who won a game against one of the SBAA uh, national teams a couple weeks ago, they're sitting at 9-1, and one, and Deer Park's at 5-5. Five and five, But that could be a potential upset with all the athletes that Deer Park has there in Division Six, Region 24. Moving on to Division Five, Region 20. And when we talk about TSF teams, we do we will be including our teams that we cover up in Dayton. So just wanted to get that out there. So number 16, the 16 seed, Carlisle, 4 and 6. They will hit the road to take on the number one seed, 9 and 1, Valley View. 14, Waynesville, 3 and 7. They will uh, travel to take on the number three seed, Springfield Northeastern. Number four, Zane Trace. They will host Clark Montessori, who finished their season 6-3. and three. Zane Trace, an undefeated 10-0. and 0. A Local matchup, 12-5 matchup. 12, Gamble Montessori, 7-3. and three. They will hit the road to take on the Madeira Mustangs that we talked about in their close matchup against Wyoming last week. Purcell Marion, they, will, they are the 11th seed, and they will hit the road to take on 9-1 Brookville. And rounding out our local teams in this division, Summit Country Day, 6-4. and four. They are the 8th seed, and they will host the 9th seed, 7-3, and three, Blanchester. So, Greg, Division 5, Region 20, some good teams, some good matchups in here. There really are. That 8-9 matchup's an interesting one because it's two teams on the rise, Blanchester and Summit Country Day. Uh, both have some very good skilled players. I think this could be a shootout. I think this could be like a 42-35 game. Fun one to watch. It'll be worth your $10 ticket if you're out at Summit. Nice place to be on a Friday night at the Castle. Um, Purcell Marion heading up to Brookville. Brookville's 9-1. and They had a week one win over Bell Brook, who's a Division Three Region 12 team. is very, very good. And um, they just uh, – I think that's going to be another good game. Purcell has to play discipline. Brookville's one of those country teams that – We'll just bring it. I mean, they bring big boys up front. They bring the running game, and they dare you to stop them up front. Mike Hedrick does a good job up there at Brookville. It's a long ride. It's an hour-and-a-half bus ride for Purcell Marion. Could be a tough night. Gamble's back in the playoffs for a second year. They'll be at Madeira on Friday night. I look for Madeira to win this. It's a good set uh, game there. And then Valley View, who also beat Bellbrook, as they've won eight, eight in a row. The number one seed, they're very, very good. This is a team that's going to be very difficult to beat, but um, in two weeks it could be a Valley View-Madeira matchup, and I think that would be super fun to watch. Two very good defensive teams. That would be a fun game to watch, Greg. Division 4, Region 16. No surprise here. The Wyoming Cowboys, they are the number one overall seed in this region. They are 10-0, and they will host the 5-5 Waverly. Taft Senators, they finish 8-2. They are the number two seed in this region, and they will face CHCA, the Eagles, 5-5 uh, five and five on the season, 15 seed. Bishop Fenwick, 7-3. and three. They are the number three seed in Division Four, Region 16. And out of Preble County, Eaton, 6-4. and four, they, are, they are the 14th seed, and they will travel to take on Bishop Fenwick. Clinton Massey, last year's state champions, they fall to the 13th seed in 2022. Uh, they will hit the road to take on the number four seed, Chillicothe Unioto. Unioto. 
uh, who finished nine and one on the season. <laughs> yeah. Dayton seven and two. Dayton Northridge, the eleven seed. They will hit the road to Mount Washington to take on the number six seed McNicholas Rockets, five and five on the season. Good matchup, ten and seven. I'm excited for this one. Alter. They will hit the road and take on those uh, seven seed Reading Blue Devils. And rounding out this division, um, Division Four, Region Sixteen, Roger Bacon. They will um, face Springfield Shawnee on the road. Nine eight matchup in that one. So Greg, Division Four, Region Sixteen. No surprises here, especially with Wyoming at the top and Taft and Fenwick. Seems pretty pretty obvious those three and what are your thoughts on that and the rest of the rest of the pairings here this one here i'm looking at a couple of different uh second round and third round matchups as i'm starting to progress through this whole thing um if alter beats redding uh, likelihood they'll play taft in a second round alter taft in round two a 2-10 matchup i don't know redding may be just as good as alter because alter hasn't shown me a whole lot this year that would make you say wow that this is a great alter team but uh, Alter Taft, a very intriguing second-round matchup. The team, I think, that has the best path uh, to get to the Final Four is Clint Massey. They've been playing tough, even though they're a 13 seed. If they get past Chillicothe, uh, Unilodo, then they would have to play the winner of Graham and Urbana. Both those teams are 5-5. Five and five. And if they win that one, then they'd be in a semifinal game against Wyoming in all likelihood. Pretty fun stuff there. So, uh, this one is about two weeks away from being really, really fun to be uh, tracking because it's going to the, the final four in this one is going to be really fun to watch. If we have any listeners out in Chillicothe, I apologize for for butchering your school's name. Uh, so <laughs> moving right along to Division Three, Region Twelve, a lot more local teams as we get higher in the divisions. Woodward they finished five and five. They are the sixteen seed. They will head to Hamilton High School to take on the one the top ranked Baden Rams ten and zero on the season. We talked about those Western Brown Broncos earlier. They are the two seed in Division Three Region Twelve. They will host Mount Healthy, the Fighting Owls five and five on the season. Tippecanoe nine and one. They are the three seed. They will play host to Hillsboro. How about the Wilmington Hurricane? We had their coach on a couple weeks ago on the pregame show. Five and five on the season. They are the 13th seed, and they will hit the road to take on the fourth seed, Wapakoneta, nine and one on the season there. Bellbrook, they check in in the five seed in Division Three, Region 12, after finishing the regular season eight and two. They will host the six and four, 12 seed Salina. Trotwood Madison, they are the 11th seed in Division Three Region 12 after finish, finishing their season 6-4. and four. They will hit the road to take number, the 6th seed, Shamana Julien, who also finished 6-4. and four. A Matchup of 6-4 and fours in that one. The Monroe Hornets, also 6-4 and four on the season. They, will, uh, they are the 10th seed, and they will play the number 7th seed, Hughes Big Red, six and three on the season. A site for that, I believe, is to be determined. And New Richmond Lions, they are number nine after finishing seven and three in the regular season. They will hit the road to take on the eighth seed Tecumseh, six and four on the season. Greg, Division Three, Region 12, some good matchups here. Um, one that sticks out to me is Monroe Hughes. I think that could be a really mm-hmm. good game. 
Um, Troutwood, Madison, Chaminade, Julianne, pair six and four teams. That could be really close. So what are some of your takeaways from this division? Yeah, I mean, when you look at the first six teams in here, they're all really tough. And then, you know, Chaminade is a six seed playing an 11. Troutwood, Madison, well, you can throw that up in the air. Those teams are both really good can flip-flop the seeds on that if you want. Hughes is a totally different animal than Monroe. Um, but, you know, Monroe's played a very fast-paced team in Western Brown back-to-back years. I think they'd be ready for the pace that Hughes gives them. Um, and then, you know, Tippecanoe's very, very tough. But Bain's going to have it difficult to get through this. I know they're 10-0 and they won it last year. But, boy, if they get through Region 12 and show some more metal, I will be really surprised and I will – you know, I, I think they can get back to the finals, but this road, the next three weeks is going to be a bear for Baden. We have two divisions left to go through, three regions. Division two, region eight, the LaSalle Lancers, they somehow find a way to get into the playoffs after finishing one and eight on the season. They did have a 10th game. It was that team um, against from Canada that was not an OHSAA-sponsored um, game though, so that's why it does not count towards their record. I believe they won that game seventy to seven. However, mm-hmm. uh, they will take on the number one seed, Witten Woods Warriors, ten and zero on the season. Little Miami, they are three and seven, the fifteen seed in Division Two, Region Eight. They will hit the road up north to take on number two Xenia, also ten and zero on the season. Lima Senior, three and seven on the season. They will come down to Butler County and take on 9-1 Edgewood. Kings Knights, we talk a lot about them this season out of the ECC. They finish 9-1. They're only lost on the season to the Winwoods Warriors. They will host Austin Elmore's alma mater, 4-6 Sydney. Withrow Tigers out of the CMAC. We've talked a lot about them this season in that tough CMAC Red Division. They finish the year 7-3, and three, and they find themselves as the 5 seed in Division Two, Region Eight, they will host the Loveland Tigers out of the ECC, four and six on the season. Stebbins, four and five on the season. They are eleven, the eleven seed in Division Two, Region Eight. They will travel to Piqua, eight and two, and the six seed, six and eleven matchup there. The Anderson Raptors, they are the ten seed in Division Two, Region Eight. They will head up north to take on the 7-3 and three Troy and the 7th seed in Division 2, Region 8. And Dan and I talked a little bit about this matchup, an inter, mm-hmm. intra-conference matchup. Uh, the Ross Rams 5-5, five and five, the 9th seed. They will face the 8th seed, Northwest 6-4 and four on the season. Not very often you see an intra-conference matchup in the first round of the playoffs, but we have one here in Division Two, Region A. Greg, take me through this region, and what are some of your takeaways and thoughts? Ironically, Ross and Northwest were both Division Three, Region 12, so they both moved up and they play each other in the playoffs. So one of them's going to move on after moving up a division. I think it'll be Ross. I like Ross where they're at right now, playing some pretty good ball. Uh, Anderson at Troy. Troy's head coach, Troy Everhart, uh, former Winton Woods head coach. He's no, he's familiar with Anderson, knows what they do. Um, Withrow. Withrow and Kings uh, could be – well, I guess they won't play each other, will they? Um they won't have a 4-5 matchup next week. Is that right? Am I on that right? Yeah, I um, should be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they win Kings and Withrow after this, Piqua's sitting at six. I mean, that's a low seed for Piqua. And you know they want to 
they're chomping at the bit after losing the last two years to Cincinnati teams in this tournament with great records. Zing is outstanding at, at, at number two, their first 10 and 0 season ever at the school. Um, they've got a three headed monster. You guys were talking about it on the radio Friday night. And I'm like, well, who could, who can, who's good against Wooden Woods in this and Kings. And I'm like, well, Xenia, Xenia is loaded in their, with their skill positions, a very, very good team. But again, that Miami Valley League, which Xenia and Piqua and Troy and Tippecanoe, um, they've not done very well in these tournaments the last couple of years. I, if I'm not mistaken, nobody's gotten into the regional finals out of that league. So they win one, maybe two, but they're not getting very far. So uh, the NVL, the Miami Valley League, has got a lot that it needs to, um, and Sydney's one of those other teams in that league as well. So um, they've got a lot to prove. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all uh, plays out here in, in Region 8. Before we get to the big Division One Region Four, we have a couple of our our Dayton teams in Division One Region Two that we want to hit on. Springfield they are the number two seed after finishing eight and one. They will face the number fifteen seed Olentangy Orange, who finished four and six on the season. Centerville they finished eight and two, and they will host Northmont, the fourteen seed in Division One Region Two. And our seven ten matchup, Fairmont. Kettering Fairmont, 7-3 on the season. They will play host to 6-4 and four. Wayne. Greg, some Dayton teams here. What are you thinking? What do you know? Well, this is a, a crazy region because you have Toledo teams, Columbus teams, and Dayton Springfield teams in this whole uh, thing. But, you know, Springfield's a reigning state uh, division one state runner-up. I like where they're at right now. They've been playing tough since their loss. Uh, Northmont, it's, it's sort of ironic that the five teams from the G-Walk are – Two, two of the uh, four of the teams are in two games. Northmont at Centerville. Centerville's been playing great. Um, and Wayne at Fairmont. Uh, Fairmont, you know, if, on a cold night, if the wind's out, eh, they're not going to throw the football and, and they're going to run the clock. If Wayne's going to have to get up by a couple of scores on this and not get frustrated playing against Fairmont. And Fairmont's having a great season. I think they'd love to win one more and get to the point where. Oh, they already beat Springfield, so they get to the point where they win one more in eight and three season, and beating Wayne and Springfield in the same year, yeah, that'd be special for that school. Greg, before we get to the Division One Region Four uh, pairings, I do want to ask you one question. Um, can you give us a little bit of an insight into what goes into the computer rankings? What kind of what kind of things are taken into account? Because before, when we talk about Division One, Region Four, there might be a couple of surprises here um, that you people may not understand unless they know what goes into the the point system. Sure. So it's it's who you beat and the records of those teams, who you beat and the re- those teams, and who they beat and their records of who they beat. So you know, the more games you win against good teams, the better off you are. Like. Moeller and uh, Elder have had great seasons. They've played a bunch of good teams with good records. It's just like Baden. Baden's the number one seed because they beat, you know, they played nine teams or they beat nine teams with records 500 or better. So those teams are, that are that are 500 or better, they, they've been beating good teams. So you accumulate uh, points based on your foes' wins after you beat them. Now, if you don't beat them, you don't get those points. So that's how they build your build your points throughout the year. So A, your wins and B, the teams you you've beaten and who they've beaten. That's how you get all your points and move up the ladder um, as far as, as the computer rankings go. 
So the reason I bring that up is because we are going into Division One, Region 4, and all season, the Lakota West Firebirds have been number one in our rankings. However, they are not the number one overall seed in Division One, Region 4. That title goes to the Molar Crusaders, 9-1 and one on the season. They will host the Hamilton Big Blue, 3-7, and seven, and the 16 seed in Division One, Region 4. The Elder Panthers, they claim the number two seed in this region. They are 8-2 and two on the season. They will host the Middletown Middies, 3-7 and seven on the season. Finally, we get to those Lakota West Firebirds. They are 10-0, an undefeated 10-0, and number one in our final Blitz 5 Top 25 rankings. However, they find themselves as the three seed in the computer rankings and in the playoffs for Division I Region 4. They will host a, a team that we talked a lot about on the pregame show two weeks ago. We talked to their coach, a team that has, until last week, lost all their games very close, but they played... Mm-hmm. Uh, Kings really close. A lot of these good teams really close. The Lebanon Warriors, they are 4-6 and six on the season. That's it. I believe that could be a game to watch. Springboro, they are the number four seed after they finish 7-3. and three. They will host the Oak Hills Highlanders 5-5 five and five on the season. Coleraine Cardinals, they are the number 12 seed. They will hit the road to take on GMC foe Mason 8-2 and two on the season. Another game I'm will be curious to watch the West Claremont Wolves. They are five and five on the season. They will travel to um, to Princeton eight and two. I, I forgot the uh, Springdale. Springdale. That's trying to find. I'm trying to remember Sharonville. Excuse me. Sharonville. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm getting all my S's mixed up. They will travel to Sharonville to take on the Princeton Vikings. Beautiful stadium there. The Milford Eagles. They are the number seven seed. They will host. The Western Hills Mustangs five and five and the ten seed seven ten matchup there, and our big eight nine matchup for Division One Region Four. This could really go either way. I believe Fairfield Indians. They are the number eight seed, and they will host the Saint Xavier Bombers four and six on the season. Greg, what are your takeaways? What are your thoughts on the big division, Division One Region Four of Greater Cincinnati? I wouldn't be surprised if all eight higher seeds won in this this uh, this bracket here. But you know, number nine seed Saint Xavier, if they get past Fairfield, they'll have Moeller in week two. That will be a fun one. That was a three point game in the regular season. Um, if uh, Mason gets past their their game, their five twelve game, they've got a potential to play Springboro, who's right up the road. I mean, that Springboro Mason game used to be the first game of the year for years and years and years. And it was for, I don't know, six or seven years. The winner of that game was uh, guaranteed himself a spot in the playoffs. It seemed like for every year. And it was, it's a pretty interesting rivalry. I'd love to see that come back because we've missed it the past four or five years, three or four years since COVID began. They haven't played that one. Um, but again, like I said, I I think all the number one seeds could win in this one, and or, or the higher seeds could win in this 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 first week. But after that, then we're going to start getting heavy. And you were talking about the reason why Lakota West is sitting at at um, number three and not number one, even though they were our number one team all year, is because they're a product of the league. The they play nine league games, and when you don't go outside, you can't play other teams uh, that have better records. You know, in your non-conference schedule, you only have 
root for one of those games, and they had seen X, and unfortunately X went four and six. But you know, when you got teams like Lakota East, Middletown, uh, even Coleraine, five five teams that are under five hundred in your GMC, that's why you're sitting down there at number three and not up at number one because you just didn't have enough teams. Uh, Sycamore, you had to play them too as well. Um, a winless Sycamore, so that's why they drop a little bit. Moeller and, and Elder, they played teams that. I think the, both those schools had teams that uh, the combined records uh, of their opponents were like 60 and 30, right around there, each of them. So, you know, but that's because they only play three league games and, and can play a bunch of teams that are very good, and, and you get a chance to, to rack up some of those computer points. I don't want to get on my soapbox about nine uh, nine conference games scheduled because, you know, the GMC went to it this year. I believe the ECC went to it as well. Yep. Um, you know, you know, like you said, those conference schedules, when you're one of the top teams in those conferences and you have to play the, the teams that are winless, the Sycamores or mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately the Walnut Hills is, um, you know, you, that's an opportunity where you could be facing, you know, a St. Ignatius or St. Edwards that you otherwise wouldn't have. Right, and with this, I mean, with the expanded playoffs, it's it's really no excuse for for these schools playing everybody in their league. I get it; it's closer. You can play everybody, and, and you don't have to schedule. There's not the scheduling hassles. But the fact of the matter is, when you don't play outside your conference more than one or two games, it's hard to really get a good feel of what you're like against other conferences. And you know, the G Walks got eight teams; they play seven, so they at least get to play three non-conference games, like Springfield. Uh, they played uh, who they play Ignatius earlier this year, so uh-huh. uh, and, and they, they they challenge themselves, and you've got to challenge themselves, and that's what leaves me a little apprehensive about these this GMC schools in this tournament and uh, how good they really are because I just don't know. Yeah, well, this has been fun, Greg. As we keep going along on this podcast week after week, we're going to be talking about less and less teams going forward. Um, But I'm excited for playoff football here in the Tri-State. So, Greg, thank you again for joining me. That is it for the TristateFootball.com podcast for week 11 of the 2022 season. If you like the podcast, please make sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Over the next day or so, be on the lookout for some great content on TristateFootball.com, including my best bets for week 11 and some great preview content from Greg Shoemaker and the rest of the team at tristatefootball.com. Greg, I assume the tailgate is over for the for the year, I guess. I don't know over that... for the year. In fact, it's, it's where I turn my uh, attention to all district balloting. I, I head that up, and so today the ballots went out, and I've got about 20 or 30 schools sending in their uh, um, all district nominations just for today. So I'm getting ready to go bury my head into that for a week or so. And then next week when we talk about it, I'll have even more on that. That'll be fun. That sounds exciting, Greg. Finally, be sure to join us on the radio on Friday night for the Cincinnati Children's High School Football Tonight pregame show at 6 p.m. on ESPN 1530 and Fox Sports 1360 leading up to the big matchup between St. Xavier and I believe I just talked about Fairfield. I believe it is. Heck yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Then after the game, Greg and Dan will go around the Tri-State and recap the night's action until 11 p.m., so be sure to join the team there. We will continue doing the radio show as long as St. Xavier continues their journey through the playoffs. As always, like and follow TristateFootball.com on social media. 
Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This has been the TriStateFootball.com podcast with Greg Shoemaker. I'm Clayton Castle. We will talk to you next week.